0: And here and welcome to the Benchcast. I'm sitting here with a good buddy, Wheels. Not Larry Wheels, but <laughs> Nicky Wheels, and we'll talk more about that.
1: The White Wheels. How he
0: got his uh, last name, the White Wheels. So we, how, how we know each other for like two years, something like that. We, we yeah. go back a ways. So I just kind of wanted to shoot the shit with you today. I think we got a lot of good training stuff we're going to be able to talk about here today. Uh, you've made tremendous progress over the years. Yep. It's been a real pleasure watching you grow as a lifter. I remember the first time you came into the gym... And, uh, it's just this little guy who definitely wasn't as big as he is now. The little guy. No. Went over to the corner. He got his little gear on. He got his little elbow sleeve, whatever he's got. And, uh, I was going over to be nice, introduce myself and whatnot. And, uh, you joined in the group. I don't even think you were the biggest squatter in the group.
1: No, I was actually the worst, I think. Yeah, you were know,
0: one, one of the worst squatters in the group. Uh, I don't even remember what we were doing that day. There's another new guy. That was a booming Sunday. A lot of new people. Yeah. And, um... There you were, little guy, squat and little weight.
1: Two weight classes below.
0: Squat's never really been anything.
1: No, it's still not. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, just the progress you've made from that time. And I remember, you know, deadlifts too. When you started out in the gym, what were you deadlifting about? Uh, I don't even think we pushed 600. I just don't remember when 600 for reps was like a huge deal.
1: Well, 600 for reps was a huge deal. The, my, I just came off a meet when I started at the gym. Like, I competed in November, and then I started in January, and I pulled 6 630, I think, at that meet, that that meet in November that I did. And that was like my third attempt 630.
0: Yeah, I remember I'd always push you on the reps. he would come into the gym... And wheels is from Staten Island, so what kind of drive is that? It's got to be like an hour and a half, two-hour drive.
1: It's about a little over like hour 15. And if there's traffic, like two hours, two and a half. The
0: thing about New York is a 10-minute trip can quickly turn into an hour, two-hour trip. Yeah. Real fast. Very quickly. Very quick. Very quick. I have um, have one of my online clients who wants to – he's coming by New York, and he was asking me how far – God damn it. We got mowers in the back. <laughs> shit happens. It's like the time we had FedEx come by. We actually had um, UPS came by and dropped off a package on the air. Really? <laughs> yeah, he just came in. He didn't give a shit. That's but, great. Uh, yeah, we got a mower. That happens. A lot of landscaping. But, um, yeah, uh, he wanted to come by. He was telling me. He was asking what the distance is from... Uh, from Manhattan over to here, and I was like, well, man, fella, yeah. it could be a 30-minute drive, there's no traffic, could, could be like a four-hour drive, <laughs> could a four-hour drive, yeah. so that's kind of what you're, you're aiming at, but he came in on Sunday, uh, usually Sunday's a pretty dead time, though, your traffic-wise, but yeah. you come in every Sunday, um, but you come in during the week, too, and, that, and you would do deadlifts with me on Thursday, yep. Uh, back when I was more heavily deadlifting, we already lost a life. At the you already lost a life. It's going Instagram in lives down. We got some kind of storm brewing. We got lawn people, <laughs> lawn masters going. This is a rocky start. <laughs> it that is, is a shit show over Mike here. This mic better hold up. All right, so you come down, you deadlift with me on Thursdays. And uh, I remember you had what you planned to do, like what was scheduled to do on the program. And then we had what we were gonna do, yeah. and they were two different things. And uh, I remember you're just you're making very quick and, and steady progress, and I was like, man, you would actually take your three rep, and it would look so good, and it would be like a fifty pound three rep or something, and it would look so good. We were like, F it, just do more,
1: <laughs> and you would do
0: another one. Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy. 600 so i remember what was it you took 630 for three because that was your one rep at the time
1: no it was, it was 645 i think i took because i pushed it even more a little bit after that <laughs> i think we originally hit 630
0: yeah for three yeah and then all of a sudden 640 for something for three because yep. we we're just like have to do it again yeah <laughs> but um yeah it was really awesome watching progress and i know you were going to make progress because you didn't shy away from competition And that's something that I just talked about in a recent video, too. Like, you know who has potential by how they address competition and just that competitive spirit in them. Because you can't be a winner and push in this level, in this sport, without wanting to kick a little ass and really beat the shit out of yourself, too, and, like, do way better than you ever have. But um, I always know when there's a real talented lifter, but they shy away from competition, it's a real heartbreaker – just because I know that they could become, but they just aren't going to work that to that capacity. Yeah. But you are someone that had the good potential and work it to the capacity. Now you're really coming to fruition. Yeah. What's your uh, lifts currently?
1: Currently, so last meet I just came off a meet in May. So I did uh, second attempt six forty five squat. I failed my third. Uh, third attempt four fifty five bench. Uh, second attempt seven fifty deadlift, and I just missed eight hundred on my third
0: just missed just 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 missed missed it just missed um which is very impressive i mean i remember when 700 was one of those milestone deadlifts now everyone seems to be hitting sevens which is pretty crazy and uh i mean 800 is a whole new ballpark
1: and and i wasn't even supposed to take that either i was supposed to take 775 on the third but because i failed the third squat i just i said fucking i went for it because i was going for a total and uh that was the first time I even tried to pick up 800, like, straight. It was just kind of like went a, really well. Yeah. And so.
0: what was the total lap meet? This is uh, the most recent one.
1: 1850 is what I 1850.
0: Told so you're, you're really knocking on the door sooner, 2,000. Yep. That's a real big milestone. How much you weighing in at?
1: Uh, that meat I weighed in at 260, but I'm, I walk around usually like 265.
0: Uh, even for a guy in the 275-pound class, 2,000 total is a really oh, yeah. big deal. I'm... Like, I know there's been more 2,000 totals out there now, but a lot of heavy people doing them. Yep. Uh, you're, you're not fat by any means. He's a lean (laughs) 275. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm the lighter of the 275.
0: Yeah, he's a lighter, he's, he's good muscle mass, not a fat guy walking around 275. I'm the fat guy walking around (laughs) 275, and I'm like 250. So, I'm like bottom feeder. (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, that's really impressive. 2K total going for that next. Yeah, it's November. I'm sure, that's coming by.
1: November is 2K.
0: Is that the next meet?
1: Yeah, no, I'm, doing, I'm doing Hofstra the November 18th.
0: Okay, that's uh, that was a cool venue because Larry just set that world record there. Yep. No one expected yep. to do, uh, him to come and do a college gym and hit a world <laughs> record. <laughs> yep. That's pretty crazy. That was just toy for him. Yeah. But uh, I know you were working security. At the time, I remember when I met you, you are doing a security job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still doing any of that, or are you totally different now? And yeah,
1: no, I, I don't. I stopped doing that. I was doing that in the meantime, because I was interning at the gym. So I was just doing something, like, kind of, because, like, with that, it's, like, a really flexible schedule. So I kind of just, like, work, like, whenever. Oh, the security thing? Yeah. Because
0: I was going to ask you, how's that playing to the training? I imagine being up all night. Well, the, that yeah, that, usually.
1: yeah, because I that was in Manhattan, so I had to take the bus in Manhattan every day, and it depends on like what times I work, so like a lot of times I got home really late too. So like, yeah, that was a big factor into it. Where as were well. you
0: working in a Manhattan as security? Guard?
1: It was it was all over it. Like I did mostly like um like movie premieres. So like basically oh, yeah. like any movie that comes out, like they what they do is they screen movies, uh for like about a month to like two months before they actually release. And then yeah. they just screen it for, like, certain people and, like, certain celebrities and stuff that, like, come and see it. So, like, you do security for that and, like, just, it's, like, private, really who's private
0: the, stuff. Uh, who's the most famous dude you've seen? Anything good?
1: I've seen a couple famous guys. The most, like, famous thing I did was I uh, I escorted uh, Kevin Bacon in and out of the theater. Oh, I was, like, his right, little right. private, yeah. That was pretty cool. That's pretty badass. Yeah, me and one other guy, we... His we, life was
0: in your hands.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> did it, you
0: enjoy that job?
1: It was fun. Yeah, it was easy. It wasn't. It wasn't hard. I mean, security's just boring because you just kind of stand there around. Did you have
0: to throw anyone out of a movie theater.
1: Uh, one guy. Yeah, I threw out. <laughs> what the hell did he do? He was trying to record because, like, with those, like, the screenings, like, you're not allowed to record oh, anything yeah, because yeah. it's like you, like piracy, and he just kept recording. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you got to stop recording. I was like, I, I warned him like three <laughs> times, like, dude, stop. So, and he just kept doing it. So I just him, I was like, oh, you got to get out of here. And like, he didn't give me like any problems or anything, and he just uh, got right. up and left.
0: Did you ever have to? You work any events? where you had to toss a bunch of people. You well, getting into some good brawls.
1: Well, <laughs> no, I, I, haven't, I haven't like, actually fought in a long time. I mean, I've thrown people out. I used to, I used to manage a restaurant, so uh, I managed a restaurant for seven years. So uh, I used to work at tiki bar, like a really busy tiki bar, and uh, there was a lot of times where there was tons of fights where I had to throw people out. Like a lot of guys gave me problems. One guy actually pulled a knife on me one time, and I was trying to kick him out, Shit. which was yeah, which was exciting. What the
0: hell happens then? It was you just take him out.
1: Well, he he was really drunk and he, he didn't want to pay his bill. So he was like, he tried to leave. So like, I blocked him in the doorway, and like, I pushed him like back into the, into the restaurant, into Tiki Bar, and then he just went in his pocket and he just pulled out a knife. He's like, I'm not paying my bills. So like, kind of like, he kind of like tried coming at me with it, and I just kind of like backed up and like, like just kind of like kept distance from him. And then like one of the other like security guards came over and like he was just kind of like waving it at us, and then he ended up just running away. Like nothing, like nothing happened from it. Like he was just waving it at us, and then one of his friends came over. was, like, all right, we gotta get the fuck out of here. That's
0: pretty wild. Is that the most dangerous situation, probably?
1: Uh yeah probably, cause he, yeah that was probably the most like dangerous like spot I was put in yeah definitely
0: some crazy like, shit I feel like security is one of those powerlifting jobs <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're either security you're like either some kind of uh, manual labor dude yeah where you're doing something with your hands
1: but, but see the problem with security. Is that especially when you're a bigger guy, it's, it's it's annoying because all these guys who are like drunk or whatever, they always try to like you know like pick a fight with they you. always try to pick a fight with you to try to like prove themselves to you. It's it's so annoying. They want to step up to the big man. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, see. what's up big guy? Oh I bet you're really tough, huh? Like yeah. Alright. <laughs>
0: I always felt I got I got like a complex where I never feel big. I always feel super small, so I never felt like I felt fit the bill really well. Yeah, no, that's just some big dudes.
1: It's just all the time. It's, it's really annoying, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's just one of those jobs, though, I think. Powerless, it's just gravitate to. I mean, Louie, we had him on the air, too. He was a security guy. Mm-hmm. He did security. Well, because it's
1: easy, because you're you're a big guy, so of course they're going to want you, you know? Any security yeah. company's going to want you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, well, I don't even know who this guy is. He's just riding around. <laughs> He's riding around multiple lawns, just cutting random people's lawns. I hope he comes over here and cuts my lawn. <laughs> This I feel like really he annoying. went over the same spot like three times. Really? How much is this gonna have off audio? We'll see. Everyone, please stick with us. I don't know what this guy's doing. <laughs> really? Anyways, so you name, uh, you got uh, last name Wheels, last name Wheeler, Nick Wheeler. Yep. For everyone that's wondering what the hell his real name is, because we never say real names on it. Um, <laughs> uh, and you got Larry Wheels. So you got the Battle of the Wheels. Yep. All right, I remember. When you came in, you were looking at the board. You know, obviously Larry's all plastered all over the board with all his records and whatnot. But you were eyeing that deadlift record, and you're like, I'm going to come for him. And, uh, you know, obviously he's had all that success. I don't know, what is he at now, 880 or something? Yeah, he pulled
1: 881.
0: But just the way you wanted to, like, kick his ass to... Um, that, that was, that's like calling out the top guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I it. still want to kick his yeah. ass. <laughs> I'm still coming for him. Absolutely, but that's like that competitive edge I was talking about. Like yeah. Not being afraid no. to just pick a number and just shoot for it. I was talking to a guy on Instagram. I'll share this. He trains with John Hack. Um, he's an old school guy, so uh, he's not into that shying away from competition So We were talking about that. And he had a really cool story where... Um, I think John Hack said something about I'm gonna beat you to 500, fella. And uh, he, he kind of shook it off, walked away. And then his friend called him up. He was like super pissed because they're both old school guys. And he was like, I think he disrespects me with the chip. <laughs> and they're like going back and forth with that. And then and he said, you know what? You're right. And then they start a battle on the 500 pounds. And I'm sure at that point it kind of seemed like a little bit of a far shot within reach. Mm-hmm. But having that competitiveness of both of them. Yep. Um, that, that guy, he hit 500. Yeah. And then soon after, John Hatton hit 500. So yeah. if they didn't have that, I mean, I'm yep. sure it wouldn't have you know, gotten it as quick as it did. Maybe they would have gotten there eventually. But yeah. I think competition is such a huge thing. It's, like the, it's It's definitely the best training tool you have
1: yeah that's it's a lot of it like what that like what like motivates me to go because like there's so many guys who are just so much stronger than i am like it's it's not like i, I know i'm not the like nearly the strongest person like out there but that's that's what it is like I, I hate i hate the fact that there's so many people that are stronger than me And i hate the fact that there's so many people who can lift more than me and it just makes me like it like it doesn't like piss me off like not in, like a jealousy kind of way but it, like it pisses me off that like i'm not like like yeah, i'm not working yeah. hard enough to be that strong you know what i mean
0: yeah you're not pissed off for greatness, you're okay with being mediocre. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Hey, quote, yep. Quote of the day. Yep. But, um, yeah, I feel the same way, too. I mean, I'm looking at some of the uh, the bench guys I compete with, and, um, you know, I got certain guys in my head that I just want to, like, kick their ass. Yeah. In a friendly way. Like, I'm very, very friendly with them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it really makes me mad that they win,
1: <laughs> yeah. and I don't. Like, I, the way I see it is, like, there's so many people pulling 900-pound deadlifts that they're, like... There's no reason why I can't do it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's so many people doing it. Like, why can't I pull 900? So there, there should be no reason yeah. why I don't. But
0: I can't even imagine not having like someone you want to kick their ass or something. Yeah. I tell you, <laughs> you, you were with me when you we were training for the Arnie. My um, when I qualified for the first time, it was actually the full power. The last full power meter did. But um, my buddy Gary Orr, I wanted to kick his ass because I I saw that he was gonna be in the 198. So I was finally like, yes, yeah, so me, I'm gonna have competition, and. Um, I, you know, I wanted to kick his ass. Yep, I
2: know that. Like,
0: I, I'm very friendly with him today. He helped me out at last Arnold in the back. Um, his pre-workout. he got a great thing going. I'm always friendly with him when I see him. But at that time, he was my competition, and yep. I wanted to kick his ass. Yeah. But that drove me. You saw every time yep. I come in, I'm, I'm going to kick Gary's That's ass. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gary. That's <laughs> Gary. You know, and that that really drove me, especially deadlifts, because I was seeing when he was deadlifts, and he was pulling, like, six-something, low sixes. And I was like, "Shit, I'm not gonna miss up on the deadlift." So that was the best deadlift progress I ever made when I was training with you, because you were kicking my ass yep. every time, and I wanted to kick your ass. And
1: that's when my bench blew up too, because you were you were kicking my ass on the bench at that time. Yeah, you, you wanted to kick
0: my ass. Yeah, I've <laughs> kicked my ass raw. You're know, up to like four something. Yeah. Mid fours, high fours.
1: Yeah, I got you on the raw now.
0: Yeah, not the shirt though. No, not even but, <laughs> close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the best deadlift progress I ever made, and I think it was a lot because of the battles we were having. Um, sp- that specific day, I still tell everyone I did, I did pull six 30 yep. with straps, a suit and reverse bands, but I did pull it. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> then after I remember we battled it out on the, um, on the rack pulls. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. We just threw weight on. We're And I, I was, I felt like passing out after <laughs> I was really pushing it. I was like, damn it, I think I might have did five at first, and then you did a shit ton, and I just kept doing more, and yeah. then you put a bunch of plates on, and then I was finally like, I think I'm done.
1: It turned into like singles, then it turned into like fives, and then it turned into mm-hmm. tens.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I remember King Alec was training with us too,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, I remember when I first started out, he was kicking my ass at deadlifts, and then I was just so happy to be kicking his ass, <laughs> but it's just a big ass kicking, and that's what like progressed us the best is. When you have that goal in mind or that person you want to beat, and it really, really drives you yeah. I think that's such a powerful tool that not a lot of people tap into or they, they shy away from. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of heartbreaking to see. No one really wants to get into the thick of it with people.
1: Yeah, they don't have that competitive edge. I got
0: called out two weeks ago. I got, I'm yeah. in now. Yeah? Why, why we... <laughs>
1: By Joey. Oh, really? By JoJo. Oh, yeah, you shit. got called out in yeah. the gym. What do you call you out on?
0: On competing November.
1: Oh, ah, Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys got a good little battle yourself. Yeah. It's right there, so one. close. Yeah, that'd be a great one. But see, that's what you need. Yep. That's going to push that. you, fella. Ready to start deadlifting get I know. Once I see those co- competitions, people driving each other, it's going to spark them to the next level. <laughs> yep. But I do that. You were you were real competitive with that. I remember you wanted to kick wheels' ass. I still think you got a chance in a deadlift. You never know.
1: I, I do. I do. I'm creeping in. Once I... One, the day I pull 800, from there I know that like I'm gonna fly through the eights. It's just getting, it's just like hitting the number 800 is like what's like the mental block, you know. What's
0: with you and deadlifting? Why you like deadlifting so much compared to other lifts? Where do you think it stems from? I
1: don't. I guess it's the it's the easiest way to like con- yeah early <laughs> success. Yeah, I mean when I first started powerlifting, basically all I did was deadlift. I just deadlifted all the time. I went to the gym, I pretty much deadlifted three times a week and it was it was pretty much like I deadlifted <laughs> every time I went to the gym I just deadlifted. Is that I,
0: conventional or sumo? You're sumo polar right? now.
1: Sumo, yeah. So I, I right. when I first found out about powerlifting, the I found out about Dan Green, and then I seen him pulling sumo and I was like, Wow, this is really cool. Because conventional, every time I always tried to pull conventional, I just pulled my lower back every single time. Yeah. So I was, I was like, was like saying, fuck this. Yeah. So I switched to sumo and then like literally I was just doing it all the time. Like I was doing crazy shit too, like deficit banded, yeah. like sumo. It was like all weird shit. And then, uh, and that was it. I just did it all the time, and it was just fun. Like I think it's like the best way to like let out controlled aggression. You know, yeah. I could just get really angry and just, just lit like take out all my frustration and yeah, lift say, something.
0: See again. I think that's very important. The aggressive, the yeah. aggressive component of it. Yep. It's a deadlift. Unlike any other lift, and I say this all the time, you don't have an eccentric component to it. No. You know, the bench you're taking it out, yep. you get to feel it on the way down. Squat, you get the feel on the way down. So if it's super heavy and you're like, Oh shit, I might die. Yeah. You gotta tense up. Yep. But a deadlift, it's there on the floor. It's either pick all it all up sudden, or not. Yeah, all of a sudden you gotta have all that tension just ready. Yeah. It's hard. I you know, you, you feel the weight when you unrack a squat. Yeah. And you have that chance to like, all right, I really need to tense up. But a deadlift you just have to be there. Yeah, because a a deadlift is
1: more of, like, a split-second, like, turn-on switch. Like, a squat, like, you unrack your squat, you walk it out, like, you're getting all tight, like, you're trying to settle yourself, and then, like, then you set up, then you take a bunch of breaths, and then you squat. Like, same thing with the bench. You pull it out, you set yourself, you take a breath, like, deadlift, you just, you hit it, and it's one second. Yeah, it's one second
0: less opportunity to create that tension, because you get every body, every muscle in your body fired, which makes it pretty unique. And that aggressive component, you can't, you just can't go into a deadlift uh, half fast, you yep. got to be like freaking angry, ready to go. You got to explode into that weight, yep. and um, you know I think that's why people out of, that lift out of the most they have such big sways in. It. Mm-hmm. Like you're either yeah. on or you're off. Yeah, and I think that has a large thing oh, to yeah. do with it is the mentality you bring to that session. Yeah, because you're not pulling 800 just half fast like that. Oh, yeah.
1: Looked day. I can't even I can't even explain <laughs> to you the shit that goes on in my head before <laughs> I try to pull something yeah. like that. Like it's just so much. It's just. It's like, there's so much going on that, like, I don't even, I don't even remember, like, I kind of, like, like, I black out in a sense, but, like, I'm thinking, but, like, I'm not, like, I don't know how to explain it.
0: like, probably real, like, angry things. Yeah, I think about all the shit that's been pissing me off lately, and, like, all the shit that...
1: Deadlift gets real primal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Definitely. And
0: then, yeah, the music choice. Music choice, too. very angry. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, you just, it has, and I always remember my best Deadlifts, too. It was just, like, some kind of fire. Like, I just wanted to... Freaking explode into that weight. Like, no, yeah. no other. Like, um, especially, that's really the only lift I would have nose torque on, it's mm. just the aggressiveness factor. Yep. The other lifts, squat, bench, special bench, I always want to be very technical with what I do, so I don't really want to get too amped up like mm-hmm. I do, but I don't, like, I could literally bench 700-something pounds like Britney Spears, would <laughs> have. You know what I mean? Yes. It doesn't matter what's playing, because I'm just in the zone technically, but for deadlift even more than technique, which is very important. Um, the aggressiveness.
1: Yeah.
2: Man, I could squat the Jack Johnson all day, but when deadlifts come on then I need something aggressive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, that's but, it. But that's the thing with deadlifts though. If you're gonna be angry you have to like you have to learn how to control. Because you could be angry and you could try to just angrily run at the bar and try to pick it up and if you're not like controlled in some sort of way you're gonna you're not gonna pull it. you're just gonna be sloppy and you're gonna end up screwing yourself it's a
0: balance it's a, it is a balance and mm-hmm. i've seen people who get away with being aggressive and the technique is lacking yeah and it's gonna come back and it's gonna bite them a bit yeah eventually eventually
1: you hit a point where it just you, you plateau at the, at some point yeah
0: and i i see that um with lifters and it's tough because they're so built around being aggressive. You just gotta yeah. have a good balance, and that's what the best have. They have that balance of good technique, <laughs> creating tension, and yep. then having the aggressiveness to harness it.
1: That's kind of what happened to me before I started training with Gags. Is I was doing that. I was just lifting really with no technical side to it. It was just more or less just being really pissed off and just deadlifting. And I got into the sixes, and then like I hit a wall. Bad. At like six, like around six thirty, six forty, hit a big wall, and then that's when like I really had to like start honing technique and stuff.
0: I remember you had the damnest time with the lockout. Yeah. Right near the end, like not even knee level, but I think even even like right near the end, you were having a hard time.
1: Yep. It's literally like the the last split second of yeah, the it was lift. The worst. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. I
0: remember uh, one the deadlifts meet, and I don't know if we were going near seven something like that.
1: Yeah, seven fifty. And you
0: had it like right near your hips, yep. and you just started like convulsing and shit, and yep. then that was the end of that. Yep. Yep. that's gotta be a heartbreaker
1: yeah it is a heartbreaker it's so annoying cause I I know exactly what I do wrong too but it's just like in the moment like when I'm lifting it mm-hmm. I get like so like I, I don't know, I even know the word for it but I'm so focused on just trying to like lock it out that I don't like think to do certain things Yeah. so it's like little flaws that I, I mess up on that like I could've gotten it but I just don't like think hard enough like so those like, little
0: cues they just don't compute at yeah. that
1: yep so instead of, like, pushing my hips through and, like, squeezing my ass, like, I'll try to, like, throw myself backwards and, like, lock it out like that, and it ends up screwing me.
0: So what have you done in training, um, you know, technique-wise and training-wise? Like, how would you uh, overcome that a bit?
1: A lot of it was just – a lot of it was mobility. That was one of my biggest problems, that my hips – my hips still aren't even really that great, but a lot of it was mobility and just being able to, like, open my hips up. Uh, a lot of it was my glutes. My glutes were very weak for a long time. I've been doing a lot of stuff for that. I'm just trying to activate them more, make them stronger so I can push them through. Yeah. And then just, just like literally just a lot of lightweight deadlifts and just like honing form nonstop. Just nonstop technique, 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 technique.
0: Yeah.
1: Nonstop. It's
0: two really big things. I'll see mobility-wise, if, especially if a lifter can't get their knees out, then they end up knocking the bar forward most yep. of the time. Um, especially sumo. Uh, and... Also, with the glutes, too, I see lifters and training and handling the lightweights. They aren't squeezing their glutes at the top, they're just kind of swaying back. You've yeah. seen that all the time. They just go into a little extension with their lower back. Yep. And, uh, you know, they really aren't squeezing their glutes at all. Yep. I mean, they're doing the pull, they're using their back, and then at the top, they're totally neglecting the biggest muscle in their body. Yep. And that's an opportune time to train it and really hold that weight in your glutes. But, um, that's that's huge. Just, is training those because they never get trained. And then you yep. get so strong, and then you're never training your glutes because they're really weak. Yep. And then you got a huge deficiency there, and then you got to like do glute bridges and all this other shit. That was so that to was the, up.
1: that was honestly the whole reason why I didn't lock out 800 is because my I didn't I didn't my glutes were strong enough for me to in that moment activate them and, like push them through enough, yeah. and that was the whole reason why I didn't lock out. So that's all. I, that's really all I've been focusing on now is just getting my making my ass so strong just so I can, just <laughs> so I can lock it on. <laughs> you got to go
0: on Instagram and you search Fit Chick. Yeah, yeah. And then you just DM them and be like, hey, how can I get this ass? <laughs> how can I have an ass it as big works. as yours? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then send a peach because they like that. <laughs> yeah. So deadlift's definitely your lift. Uh, if you had to pick a second, what would your second be?
1: Bench, definitely. Bench? Yeah. Bench is actually slowly, like, getting as Bench is slowly coming to a point where I like it as much as I now
0: oh yeah yeah that's that's something yeah you've been hanging around like with a weird crowd yeah <laughs> we were actually in one of our videos early on uh, what were you doing at the time it was like
2: 380 yeah
0: and uh, we were talking about because you had a pretty good heave going on at yeah the time. Um, and we were talking about you know keeping constant tension how it's gonna benefit you and uh, you pretty much you were one of the typical you sink it pretty quick, you let it sink in there, and then you try to do the heel drive and really pop that up. Yep. And we were going over how to create the t- constant tension, like you said, and then you started making some real good progress over time. Yep. And now, like, from, from that video, um, that short clip we filmed, what you do now is totally different. Yeah. yeah what, what's some of the things that you changed there? Uh,
1: the, honestly, the biggest thing of everything, which was learning how to use my lats. That was, that was the main key to everything. I never used my lats before on the bench. Then, like, after all the stuff we've been working on, like, all the stuff you were telling me, I finally learned how to use my lats, and it blew my bench up by, like, 50 pounds. It was was unbelievable. I always
0: tell lifters that is the clicker from being a mediocre bencher to being a great bencher. Absolutely. I mean, you could be really, really strong, but once you get the lats into play and and actually learn how to use them... And, listen, most people say they know how to use their lats, or they say they're engaging their back, but they don't. No, they're not. That's some shit. They are. not And I remember... One time, it just pissed me off. I think it was like Greg Knuckles um, a long time ago. He shared one study about bench press and how the lats aren't important. And it just pissed me off. It still pissed me off today. I don't know for some (laughs) reason because I know the lats are like everything. Like 100%. Like once you learn how to bench with your lats, that is the biggest game changer you'll ever do for your bench. No question in my mind but it just pisses like I'm getting fired up just thinking about this article, <laughs> and I'm just so mad this study exists because it's gonna steer people wrong because all those science people are gonna bring up this study and it's total bullshit, yep. and it's pissing me off right now. But uh, <laughs> like, but listen, I'll tell you, listen, I know, I know how studies go down. You grab a bunch of random bullshit people, all right, you throw them on a bench, you say go bench press, not one of them knows anything about how to use their lats. Only elite benchers know how to use their lats. All right, they, are, they they just took a bunch of people. They don't know what the hell's going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so of course you're not going to get EMG shit on the lats because they aren't using them. No. So it's just total bullshit. Anyone can know that. Yeah. It fires me up. It yeah. Fires me up. But I'm glad you you touched in with your lats. There's a lot to it. Lowering into your lats, just everything. The takeout process needs to be done with them. Yeah. It's a totally different feel. And a lot of people say they know how, but they don't actually. Uh, know how they they aren't really registering with no. that but i am sure that you have cuz you i can see you c- controlled the set
2: yeah
0: all right and you have a long long stroke yeah it, it's not a short stroke and you've been able to work up to the high fours like that yeah. which is really impressive um in itself i don't know how many long stroke dudes like that are benching near 5
1: yeah it's 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 definitely not easy. So you
0: can't be, and it comes down pretty slow. You can't be using your arms the whole time. No, you have to take the shit out
1: of it. Well, what happens eventually too is that you get like that. I get that crazy. If I start, if I'm not using my lats, I get that crazy pain in like the bottom of your bicep, like in mm-hmm. your elbow, and that's just it's just crippling. Yes, yeah, so
0: you know how to just stay tight with the bar and then just cash with your back. Yeah. What was probably what cue maybe or what training um, exercise helped you the best with that?
1: Well, so I know
0: I have a couple favorites. So
1: what what actually helped me a lot with that? So my problem, my problems that I have with bench was I was using my lats and my wrists and my elbows weren't stacked with each other. Mm-hmm. So that was the other thing too that you helped me a lot with, was once I learned how to keep my wrists and everything in line with each other and like just drop straight down, it like I was able to create so much tension with everything. So more or less, it was just a matter of me benching more. I ben- started benching twice a week. And then it was just like just doing it over and over again like i, I stopped going heavy for a while, and I would just stick with like, two plates and just constantly keep doing it over and over and over again until I felt comfortable, like even like all those little like exercises you put up too like the like you know that like, that one you do with like the band over that's the top that, with yeah, the stick the reverse band that that was like huge yeah, and when that's I first I
0: say one of my favorites for learning
1: yeah that that was big for lats. me I'm getting how to use my lats, and then like once I did that for a while and I figured out how to use them it, it I was able to stop it and just you know stick with the bench. But it, it, that helped a lot, helped a whole lot.
0: Yeah, I like uh, that reverse band bench Yeah. where you literally have the empty bar suspended in bands in a power rack above you. You grab the bar, and you have to row it in. So you get your normal formation, you get your setup, and then you grab the bar, and then you actually have to physically row the bar in.
2: Yep.
0: Um, that is a great one. And uh, that's something I, I took from Vinny DiZenzo. They actually called that the dezenzo press or whatever the hell. Oh, yeah. DiZenzo row. Yeah, for a while. I think, you know, I don't know if that caught on, but some people call it that. Um, but he's a great bencher. Uh, did 900 pounds. I was there that meet. I competed in that meet. He was an animal in the back. That's
1: ridiculous.
0: And, uh, yeah, he went to the 930 after. And I just, that's kind of what got me into gear lifting. Because I remember him in the back using his shirt. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. He's just throwing his weight off boards like it's nothing. And I was like, holy shit, I can't even, like, touch that weight. Yeah,
2: it's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that... That lift, the, the row there, um, and mind you too, he did that in a metal jack, and you know how much I hate metal jacks. Elvis knows I say it all the time. I hate that shirt. Oh, uh, he yeah, was in an that. SDP. Would have did a <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that row is excellent. And then uh, bamboo bar. Yeah, bamboo. That's the bar. first thing I bought when I, I got this place set up. I got the bamboo bar.
1: Yeah, bamboo bar was good when I was here using it. I mean, in the gym in Staten Island, I don't have access to one. When I was using it here, that helped a lot too because I didn't I didn't realize how much how shaky I was using. Yes, that.
0: yeah, you could be benching three, four, five doesn't matter. But if you haven't touched a bamboo bar yeah. and all of a sudden you start, um, I imagine you pick it up quicker if you do know how to use your lats. But if you don't, you're all over the place. Yeah, like we just got a new intern in, and. Um, he was he was messing around a bench one day and I was like, hey, take this bamboo bar out. We're gonna give it a ride. And then uh, <laughs> he wanted. I was talking about how to use your lats. I was like, all right, we're gonna freaking take this bamboo bar for a ride. And then you know, he was grabbing kettlebells and at first you're not gonna need much. He's he's a 300 something pound bencher, mind you. I think he's starting to push 400. Okay. I think he's getting close to that. I forget where he's at, but well, he's a pretty strong bencher, and. Um, I told him, just grab the light ones at first. This shit's going to rock you. (laughs) And then uh, he grabbed the uh, the blue ones, or the yellow ones. They aren't very heavy. We threw them on the end. Uh, Actually, went up to the yellows. We threw them on the end, and I told everyone in the gym, I was like, hey, watch this, guys. So I had a little crowd going. I was like, watch this. And then he took it out, and then you can't see this. The camera, you can see, but... It was like <laughs> he's going up and down, and then I just kind of laughed and I was letting him ride it out a little bit, and then like he just he just threw it back. <laughs> that was back. the end of it. Yeah, he just put it back. It was going wild, That's and crazy. I knew it was going to happen. i have seen it enough times. Because um, he thought he was benching with his lats, he was a bench. But it was great. It was, uh, um, then I was like, all right, we're going to the blues. We pick it up and put the blues on, and then you know same thing. But he got he, he able to get it five. Okay. You know whether he was. You know, touching dick or touching (laughs) (laughs) chest—who knows? But he did five. He did five again, and then I think the last one he finally did like six or something. But he learned that day. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. It humbles the
1: shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it humbles the shit out of you that bar.
0: Yeah, that's a great bar. And I remember I struggled yellow starting out. That was like enough for me to do reps with uh, and really get a good shape. And then over the years, it's gotten really difficult. For me to get a good stimulus with. In a good way. Like, I still get a good amount out of the bamboo bar. But it's like, at this point, I got to load the thing up with so much weight, I'm just going to have muscle failure. Yeah. Which is good. But I do it every week to keep up with it. It's a bar I do every single week. I make a point. No matter what, I do that bar every single week. And, you know, I'm I'm only benching, like, low fours raw. But I'm getting, like, 300-something out of my shirt. And I yep. feel pretty damn stable with 700-something yeah. in my hand. <laughs> But you have to have that kind of technique dialed in—the lats and the shoulder stability—and that bar is a huge testament to yeah. all what I've been able to do holding that weight and whatnot. And you know the guys that I'll compete with and uh, at meets and stuff—they're easily doing like 500 something raw. Yep. But I'm hanging at low 400 still, just because of the technique dialed in. The bamboo bar has been a great, great help. Yeah, been an excellent help, and I would recommend. Everyone, it's like 200-something bucks, but it's the best thing. If you could give a shit about your bench and want to see it go somewhere, you're going to get this bar. All right, what's a meat entry? Like a 100 bucks or something? Yep. Skip two meats and get a bamboo <laughs> bar. use it every day. You're good.
1: That's why I'm excited because when I move to North Carolina, the gym I'm going to be training at has one. So I'm going to throw it. A bamboo able, bar? Yeah, I'll be able to throw it into my training. i tell you every week. The Duffalo, too. The Duff, I love the Duffalo. The Duffalo. I feel like that translates really good for me on the bench.
0: Yeah, is another one I love, but I can't really do much now because you have to have the mobility to do yeah. that. Like you got to be able to safely get down. You can't go too, too heavy sometimes. Um, I find a lot of people are getting some nasty pec strains and shit with that yeah. too. Um, but I think it's an excellent bar if you can handle it. But yeah. I know you have to be able to handle it. Yeah. Like well, I usually tell people, if you can't touch that empty Duffalo bar to your chest – Without weight on it, then you probably should be careful.
1: With yeah,
2: and a good one for people who just don't have that is just a flat bench, feet up. Yeah, get that extra yeah, Fe-
1: Feet up, wide grip. Yep, is, was a big thing I use a lot too. I, I do feet yep. up work for like the first like four or five weeks of the of the program. I love feet up.
0: Yeah, and that's you, you both touched on it. We talked uh, talked about that in the past. How that was like the biggest thing that helped me was bringing my feet up. Because, you know, if you see seen my bench, it's like a two-inch stroke at that. Yeah. You know, there's like nothing to it. you a little generous. I can, yeah. yeah, I can easily um, train and not really ever get a chest pump or not feel like I'm ever using muscles. It's really just kind of you pop it up and that's it. <laughs> so, uh, but so it's also like a, a curse, too, because then I never realized I should just like make shit way harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when I figured that out, I installed stalled for a year, figured that out, and then I started making progress again. Mm. I just make shit as hard as possible. Yeah, I'm talking feet up, duffalo, feet up, close grip, straight bar. Yeah. All that shit that everyone doesn't want to do, but I had to really take a, a humble pie and, um, you know, just stick with it for a while. My feet up bench was so far removed from my regular bench, oh, yeah. and I was able to get them closer together.
1: Yeah, I just I just... Bench four or five with my feet up like a few weeks ago, and I was I was really happy about that. That was like a that was like a big thing for me.
0: Yeah, and you know, granted, a uh, Larson press is probably a better test of true upper body strength because you sometimes, can kind of cheat the feet up by pushing a little bit, mm-hmm. but that is upper body strength. Yeah. You can't yeah. use your lower body; it's all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. You're Paralympics at that point. You <laughs> <It> just lats <laughs> lats and <in> strength. <laughs> well, it's impressive what they do. They got. No legs, and they're freaking yanking weight—six <laughs> hundred pounds, no legs. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. Yep. It's like the, these, like, the <laughs> yeah. guy, these,
1: It's like the, the people with that, like that guy one leg uh, monster. The guy yeah. KCAD, yep. dead, he deadlifts over six six thirty. He did in the cage. He's got one leg. Like, yeah, it's words, that's unbelievable. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nuts. He's gonna deadlift seven hundred pounds with they one leg. crazy.
0: Six hundred, no feet. It's unbelievable. That's some crazy shit. But you know, if you can replicate that, imagine what you do with your feet. <laughs> Yeah It's nuts Because leg drive is huge Yeah So feet up work has been tremendous um, So I'm glad you mentioned that That's something that uh, I think is super valuable For everyone And I'll say it time and time again At the gym I'll try to get people To do feet up work They ask me uh, Feet up Feet down I'm just Feet up <laughs> Feet up If you ask me It's feet up Alright And I think You know I stick two months Two months feet up um, You know who drives me nuts Wagon Volkswagen mm Right for his identity, I'm keeping his name, <laughs> but uh, he would drive me nuts because he, he did what I he he would do what I did. He's got the, the setup, he's got a nice wide grip, he's cutting range. I think he's got a fantastic layout for a competition bench, but then I see him time and time again doing the same thing you know, set up the same way and do the wide stuff. And I it just drives me nuts because I've been there. And I know he can make way better, quicker progress yeah. if he just did feet up and just like close grip for like two months straight. And I told him two months straight—that's what I did for two months. It's boring as shit, yep. but it gets you stronger. Um, but I urge everyone to do that, especially if you're always doing full setup, uh, wider grip. Bring the grip in close, feet up. Challenge yourself. Do everything that's like really sucks. Do everything that you suck at. And you are going to make the best progress that you've ever made
1: yep you know you know it's been helping me a lot too with the bench like that? i've been doing a lot recently just like just straight up like chest pump shit so like i do i like every day i go in the gym now i do the pec deck whether i do four sets of it or three sets of it or whatever it is i do the pec deck every single day mm-hmm. i do uh like cable like one arm cable like i just mimic my bench stroke one arm with like a cable just little stuff like that, just, just, like, literally just getting my chest bigger and, like, yeah. a little bit stronger and just getting, like, more blood into it has made, like, all the difference.
0: Yeah, and, uh, chest work gets often neglected.
1: It does. Because we're
0: just, we're pressing, but then we build up all those other muscles, so then we just start pressing with those dominant muscles. Yep. And, um, the chest never really gets any real love, so things like, I love, um, banded flies, cable flies.
1: Yep. Even, like, incline. Um, like, just do an incline. Incline. You know?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, incline dumbbell, left fries my yeah. packs up. Yeah. You know when you get a good titty pump,
1: that's yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It is nice.
0: Yeah, so it, it's important to do those moves too, and not just because uh, once you learn how to bench, good. I think the primary things in action, and, and don't get me wrong, everything's working, but lats are huge, of mm-hmm. course. They're not pressing anything, but they're they're sp- stabilizing everything. And then triceps, I think, is very very big because once you learn how to catch with your lats, it's just boom, tricep pop off the yeah. chest. Everyone's a little different based on leverage, at least for me. Mm. That's important because yes. you know, I don't have to press too far. Yeah. You you are going to be a little different because you're going to get a big
1: chest stretch in the well, That's why I'm trying to get my chest so big so I can try to cut some kind of mo- <laughs> range of motion. Well, that too. <laughs> that's honestly why I'm doing it. That too. Yeah. But it's
0: also smart because in that bottom position, I mean, I, I do this with the close grip uh, board press. I'll show people this. So I'm, I got my arm extended right now, and as I come down, at a certain point, my elbow stops flexing. And then eventually I'm just I'm tapping into my chest. I'm only getting movement at the shoulder. So... Like, for someone like you, like, if I bench, like, it's, by the time my elbow closes, I'm already at the chest. Yeah. You know, but for someone like you, who has got to go all that way. Yep. I mean, you're getting into your chest, like, after midway, you're all in your chest. So it's important to have a really big chest. Yeah. So that is really valuable for you do those exercises. Um, so that's good.
1: Yeah. The, good shit. The, the main things I that I really find important to work on with the bench is chest your lats, triceps and rear delts. The like rear, rear rear delts are something that gets neglected when it comes to the yeah, bench, absolutely. that's actually that's actually really important. So I, I I do the I do a lot of rear delt too.
0: Yeah, and uh we I just been on kind of a roll with how um, um, I've been putting out videos and kind of teaching upper back how to utilize that in the bench. And I think a lot of people are neglecting that as in they're they're tight cuz you want to, pretty much, you're driving your hips to your shoulders and your shoulders to your hips. And everyone's bringing their hips to their shoulders, but no one's bringing their shoulders down to their hips. Mm-hmm. And that's upper back action. So you're getting a leg drive. You're jamming up your hips near your shoulders, but then everyone's neglecting what's going on in your upper back, too. The lats are a big muscle. So you almost want to think of it as driving your shoulder blades down to your hips while you bench. Kind of that, um, if you were to puff your chest out, using your back to do that, everyone's missing that action. Yeah. I see it time and time again. And mm-hmm. what that also solves is, the elbow flare.
2: Yeah.
0: And then when I see that, a lot of the elbows, they're either not under the bar, so they're kind of dumping it a little bit, um, or they're flaring out very quick. And if they just were able to, boom, bring those shoulders down to their hips, now it's a whole different feeling, and then you do feel your lats a lot better. Yep. And it's almost harder to come down. Like here, I can come down easy. My chest kind of collapses from boom like that. Yeah. I can't even get my hands down to my chest. Yep. So that's a huge action a lot of people are missing and it's something I've been training a lot too if I do a flex for you then uh, you won't see any rear delts
2: because
0: <laughs> it often gets neglected Right? Yep. we don't want to train rear delts yeah, you're thinking nah. all these pressing muscles but you press so much you're not going to have anything back there yep. you're going to be overdeveloped front delt, my front delt way overdeveloped so every single bench session pretty much every training session I'm hitting rear delts um, face pulls and, and different stuff and I um, was talking to you the other day. Uh, I'm sick of having flat shoulders. Yeah. So I've been doing lateral raises every single session. Band lateral raises, dumbbells, cables, whatever.
1: Yeah, I love the lateral raises.
0: Try and get that cap. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta look good too. Gotta look, apart. <laughs> Gotta look like you lift a little bit. But um, I want to talk to you too about your goals in lifting. So you said you got November coming up. That's going to be good at Hofstra. Uh, what are some of the goals, not only short-term, and then you to get that 800 pull, mm-hmm. but where do you want to end up? Like, if you were going to retire, what do you want to be known as? Um, um, you know, what's some of these
1: long-term goals? World, world records. That's that's my long-term goals. I want, I, I, minimum, no matter what, I want the deadlift world record at 275. That's, like, I'm, I'm not going to stop palatine until I hold the deadlift world record. The total, I'm in wraps now, so, like, I'm... The total I have to beat is the Zahir. Zaheer's total of two seventy five is like twenty four something. He's squat a thousand pounds. <laughs> so it's it's a long shot and it's gonna be hard, but I'm not I'm not scared of it. So I'm I am gonna go for the total world record and try to make a as far as a run at it as I can. But yeah, just I wanna I want world records. I wanna be one of the strongest people that's ever power lifted ever. So that, so that's, you
0: would rest easy, if it all ended and um, you got your world record, um doesn't matter what time period of time you just want to get it once sooner.
1: And say- sooner, rather, no, not once. I, I'd rather get it sooner rather than later, and I want to hold it. I want to hold. I want to get it. I want to hit such a big world record deadlift that it's not going to get touched for a long time. Like I want to hit something like deep in the nines. Okay. That that that's like ultimate end goal. I got you. Yeah.
0: That's good. You got to have those goals that you want to. You want to achieve yeah. something real good.
1: Yeah, I want to. I just want to keep going. Like I honestly, I love lifting so much. I'll. I'll never like. I'll never get bored of it. I'll never want to stop. The only time I'll ever stop is if. You know, a forbid, like a really bad injury or something. But not, I don't want to think about that. But that would be the only time I'd ever stop doing anything. Well, how
0: old are you now? Twenty-five. Yeah. So uh, you're a you're young chicken. Yeah. You're spring chicken. Yeah. So like spring roll
1: I got at least another twenty-five years, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's you know, it's a long game. That's why I tell everyone, you gotta think long-term with this sport. I yeah. mean, definitely, mm-hmm. because. Um, you know, not everyone is Larry Wheels. No. You know, you've got some kind of freak genetics. He yeah. comes from some kind of weird island. <laughs> they out there. Yeah. All right? We don't all come from weird islands. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you got to think real long term. Uh, and you got to keep in perspective your age now, you know, where you're at. And if you stay healthy, because that's the key. I mean, yeah. one injury, that can really set you back. And it could be really long yeah crawl just to get back to it but you stay healthy you do the right thing and that's why i tell everyone like be careful with what you're doing in training like make sure you always prioritize health because um my biggest fear is probably a pec tear yeah
1: that's one of mine too yeah because
0: um you know that would set me back big time
1: out of everyone i know who's gotten hurt and tore and tore shit like people i know people have torn like quads and all sorts of things and everyone always says like the one of the worst is a pec tear that's, like, one yep. of the worst injuries to try to come back from.
0: Then it's in your head, um, and I think even that more. Because I've, I've known a guy that uh, had a pec tear, and he is all completely in his head. You do not want to mention anymore. Yeah. And uh, that's got to freak you out. Mm-hmm. But that's tough to bounce back from.
1: Yeah. Even when I strained my pec, I got shit scared. Like, yeah. oh, I was so nervous when I strained it, not let alone even tearing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't control what happens sometimes. You know what happens, happens, but you can do your best to try to prevent it. Yeah, being smart, that's not ca- pushing too hard in training. That's kind of what I'm.
1: I'm trying to like focus on more now, because I'm getting to the point now where like the, the weights I'm handling are getting are so high that like human bodies really aren't like meant for this shit. So. Yes. I'm getting to that point now with like the weight's so heavy that I really have to like just be careful about everything. I can't like, I can't really fuck around anymore and like go off program and like try to take singles here and there. Like when I'm not peaked, like it, it's getting to a point now where that like that has to come to an end. Like, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm focused on now is just, I've been doing like, I've started doing like yoga and stuff. Just like a lot of mobility and like fixing things and like making sure like I'm not tight and like hurting all the time. I got, I'm sick of, like, feeling uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> That's
0: a uh, great perspective to have, especially at a young age. Like, not yeah. a lot of people think like that. You'd be surprised. There really isn't a lot of people that think like that, that will just keep pushing and hurt themselves. They're so yeah. already, like, way ahead of the pack. Yeah. Um, I'm always thinking, like, the next thing I can improve in. Uh, diet's been a really big thing for me earlier mm-hmm. this year. I mean, I always had that attitude, um, just eat a bunch of shit, get big. But, um, you know, I'd be – Bringing whole pizzas to the gym, I grab a Domino's <laughs> on the way and I pound it. Yeah, I uh, gained thirty pounds just to fit my shirt better. Don't lie to the people; <laughs> they were frozen pizzas, and, and Domino's, <laughs> and then. Uh, I would I'd be Burger King. I remember all the time. when you used to bring Whoppers. <laughs> yeah, Whoppers all the time. People would be bringing me Whoppers. I had a thing going on. At People you. brought you coupon books and everything for Whoppers? Yeah, everyone brought me Burger at the King. At a point in time, stuff. you were
1: basically living off of Whoppers and Monsters.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, was eating, I was eating a lot of Burger King. And I was taking way too much caffeine. Because the thing with that is that a meal like that shuts your shit down. You get tired. Yeah. And then you, you need a monster to get yourself back up. Yep. <laughs> so. Um and that's know. just baseline and you know the coffee on top of it to get you amped up. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pre workout no, to a, get you lift. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a buddy of mine help me out with nutrition, um, and at least got me into meal prepping, but then I'm I'm like, wow, I can eat all these meals and not feel tired out there. It. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I can have a coffee and like feel feel it. So um I started prepping all my stuff. I buy all my meat to them up. The grill's been a huge help getting yeah. the house the and having nice. the grill. Um, that makes me amped to actually cook and, and eat these I lo- things. I love
1: cooking on the grill. That's why I cook. Yeah,
0: on. I mean, that changes everything. And then, so I, the nutrition's been on point. I uh, always can get better, you know, adding veggie stuff. But from where I was, it's so much better. And that's a really huge thing. And then mobility stuff, I started doing like the DDP yoga program and, and just trying to be more centered on that. And, um, you know, getting manual therapy work probably the next thing
2: because
0: mm. I, I don't do enough of that. And that's important too, having someone that's professional at that, helping you out, like massage, like I would pull my neck, not too long ago, pull my neck, just looking to the left. That ain't good. (laughs) That ain't good. So I need someone to massage that shit. (laughs) Do you get any of that work done?
1: No, nothing like that. I I mostly do stuff on my own. I've gone to like, I've gone to chiropractors, I went to two chiropractors like within the past year and... It was just basically, like, sucking co-pays out of me. And it they, is, they were tough. Yeah, they weren't really doing much for me. I was getting, like, the scrapes, and, like, I would go in, he'd crack me in, like, a bunch of places, he'd scrape me, like, do some, like, the like, the the electromagnetic, like, shit on, like, my yeah. knees and stuff, and, like, I, I really didn't feel, like, any sort of a difference from it.
0: See, it's, it's tough to find a good person. That's yeah. kind of what's holding me back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I want, I, I really only want to go off of recommendation, because I don't want to waste time shit shooting around trying yeah. to find someone yeah. that's gonna help me. So I want to find someone that people've been to and know that does a great job. So. But,
1: but it's expensive too. Like even. It gets expensive. I, I found this guy. He's like a holistic. Uh, he's like one like the holistic uh, medicines and stuff, and he's a massage therapist. Like he's really good. He knows a lot of shit. But it was like even with my insurance, it was like seventy five dollars every session. So now like. With guys like that, you have to go to them. Like, you, you can't just go like once a week. You got to go at least like once, twice, a yeah. week, like twice a week to I'd really like get something. for it. thing. Yeah. yeah so then yeah. You're, you're talking now almost $160 a week times like a up by four. Investment every month, yeah. Huh? It, times up by four, it's like six something a month just going and having some guy like do some shit to you. Like, yeah. It it gets expensive, you know. Yeah,
0: and that's what's tough. I mean, uh, if you are blessed to have big sponsorships and yeah. people that take care of you, then. That's awesome. Yeah. And like guys know, like Larry. Like Yeah, you know. like where Larry is now. He gets taken care of by a lot of people, so
1: that's like his
0: job now. It's yeah, just
1: lifting. Yeah, he's fortunate for that.
0: Yeah, so it's tough making that come up and you're not quite there yet. You really gotta kinda eat shit for a while yeah. it's just tough.
1: I got I, um so I got everything a, cost money. You know? I got a kid, I can't be spending like almost seven hundred dollars a month on getting a massages yeah. like <laughs> You know? Yeah, so
0: and priorities are different. I always said Um, This business handicaps me from actually getting where I want to go with the bench because I care more about the coaching aspect and what's going on with this, that uh, sometimes I'll almost, like, skip a training session just so I can get something done. But that's what I like to do. You know, it's not always – it's not me right now. like, for you, getting that world record, but um, for me, it's not really like that. Like, I'd like to hit a 1,000, I always said, Mm -hmm. but I care more about what I'm doing with the business. Yeah. So, I always say that really handicaps me.
1: Yeah, I mean, eventually, I, like, when I like, I'm going to start coaching eventually, too. I'm sure, I'll, like, I'll, I'll feel like that as well, but, like, I'll never, I'll still never lose like that. Like, I, a world record is, like, I think that's, like, the coolest fucking thing you can yeah. have, like.
0: but then when you're shooting for those type of things, lifting is your job. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. you need to be thinking lifting all the time. Yeah. And I know, just focusing on this stuff, um, that I don't put as much, so I, like I, sometimes I won't eat because I'm busy doing some coaching or something like that, and yeah. you can't do that. If you want to be the best, no. you know, you think it's a guy like Larry who gets fed meals, you know, how are you going to keep up with that stuff? Yeah. So you got to be on top of your game. So yeah. it's, it's just got to be that.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's got to be that. It's hard. It's definitely it's hard very to, difficult to, to balance. balance. Yeah, I was going to say, it's hard to balance everything. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I know all about that.
0: I actually wanted to talk about, you just had a kid, yep. girl, right, little girl? Yep. Yeah, and uh, that's got to be totally new.
1: Yeah, that that was fun. Th- this the so not not this uh, this past meet I did the one before uh, the f- last full power meet I did before this one in May was last uh, August, July, late July or early August. I forget the one in PA. That was like when my daughter was first born. So mm-hmm. like that whole prep. So I was working two jobs. I worked seven days a week that entire prep. So had a newborn like working seven days a week. Still training for a meet, yeah. and then like still trying to like be in a relationship with like you know and be present in my relationship and still be. It was a lot. It was yeah. a whole lot. It was it was a yeah, whole it's lot. Tough. It's gone Like I
0: know I'm always balancing stuff too, business and being at home with the lady, and, yep. and you know I don't have a kid yet, but yep. that's
1: just juggling more. Yep. Um, that's a big part of it too. You, you forget. That's kind of like what happens is like you forget. You get so wrapped up in everything else, you you forget. To be present in your actual relationship yeah and then yeah, that and causes problems, yeah and then that you know that causes you a whole mess of shit too so it's it's definitely tough
0: yeah it's it's a, that whole balance act is a really really tough thing yeah um because you know you have like you want to be there and then you know you have to get this done and then it's just kind of it stresses you out And you get
1: stressed and, you guys start arguing about some stupid shit that is completely pointless to even argue about
0: yeah no i i know that um you know, it's it's tough sometimes balancing all that, and I'm sure with the kid, like I, um, I have no uh, desire to really have a kid anytime <laughs> soon right now, just because um, where I'm at, I don't think I could give it the focus that it deserves. You know, like having you know, I, I want to be there mm-hmm. uh, all the time, so uh, unless I'm in that position, like I. Even having a dog now, like that kind of stresses me out. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I gotta walk it, I gotta bring it in the back. Seems like a lot of work. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine having a kid. How's that change lifting at all? I want to talk about how, how's it besides balancing and act and stuff, is like motivate you more to like set, you know. Something to that she can be proud of. Yeah, to, that, that to, like motivate her to do something. Absolutely, yeah,
1: that definitely it hasn't like it hasn't changed anything as far as like my mindset towards it because like I still always find time. Like I'll find time anywhere, even if it's at like three o'clock in the morning to go lift. I'll yeah, find somewhere yeah. to get it done. But yeah, definitely. Definitely adds in the factor of, like, you know, like, one day I want my daughter to grow up and, like, you know, like, be proud yeah, of, like, her dad, you know, dead. and see how strong he is. And, oh, my God, like, my dad, dad lifted 900 pounds. Like, yeah. I think that's cool, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, Obviously, I, I would hope that she would get into, you know, powerlifting at some point. I'm not going to, like, force it on her. Like, if she likes it, she likes it, you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of want her to, like, what me and my girl are trying to push her to do is sing. We want to try to have her be a singer. It's so a Yeah, so, like, you know, like I said, if she wants to lift and she's into it, Great, awesome, but I'm not gonna like push it on her. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, everyone says things change a lot when you yeah. have a kid. Like it's just very different world. Like you got different. Uh, you just think a little bit differently you de- and stuff. You,
1: you definitely think about everything differently. You you calm down a lot. Like it definitely it definitely calms you down a whole lot, and you don't you think a lot more before you make any kind of decision. Like especially like like, stupid decisions, like, yeah. things that put yourself, like, in any kind of, like, risk or danger, like, yeah. I kind of tend to take a step back from, like, with stuff like that, you know, even, like, things like working a security job, like, I could go work a security job now, but, like, in the back of my head, like, I think about, like, I'm I'm only putting myself in, like, dangerous positions, yeah, and, like, I don't want to be
0: around and take care of her.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. like, I don't want to, you know, so it's little things like that. It definitely changes your mindset about everything. You you, you act and think and look at everything differently, you know, yeah, it's all sure. it's all about the child at and that you point. you don't
0: really you don't really um, get that perspective until you have a kid and then everything nope. kind of changes. You, on
1: you. you could say, you could be like, oh no, it won't be like, yeah, like that. I and understand. then the second you have a kid, everything changes.
0: How has like sleep been? Cause that's also what I would be most nervous of is I hear they don't go to bed well, and then you're up and man, I need like
1: 20 hours of sleep. So, well, there's a couple of things that go into that. So for one, I'm, when I was working seven days a week and all that I was sleeping three four hours every night regardless so like my body's kind of like used to to I'm used to operating on nothing basically but I'm very fortunate because number one my daughter was really good to us when she was a newborn she slept pretty much through every single night woke up maybe like once or twice briefly she was very good to us with that the second thing is my girl was also very good to me because she breastfeeds and she knew I had to wake up early for work every day four or five in the morning so if the baby would wake up she would just take care of her and breastfeed her and then put it back to bed and just let me sleep, so she was actually uh, that's awesome, yeah, she was very good to me and helped me out with good stuff like teamwork. that yeah, so that I was very fortunate for that that she you know she worked with me on all that
0: and then how's how's it changed like do you have to different times to go to the gym or has that been kind of the same like
1: so when uh so yeah when when she was first because, like her, everything was like so like the schedules and everything were so out of whack, I was going to gym like some days I was going at like you know five six in the morning some days I was going. 'Cause I, I was working I used I was managing the gym in Staten Island, so I had the key to the gym. So I was, sometimes I'd finish work at eleven o'clock at night and I'd go open up the gym after it's closed and just get a quick workout in mm-hmm. you know, before I went home, and went to bed. So like it was random, like all over the place. Now I'm just I'm more of on like a strict schedule now. Like usually I lift now around like noon, one o'clock in the afternoon. But for that time period it was really like all over the place completely. Some days I was training twice a week, like it was it was crazy. Just fit it in wherever partners. you can. Yeah, it was just yeah. any any spare, like, hour and a half I had, I would just squeeze something in.
0: Imagine finding training partners kind of tough. Yeah. I mean, at least for you, focusing on the deadlift so much, and you don't need training partners yeah. for that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I imagine, doesn't your motivation kind of change? Is it harder to, uh, you know, if you're in the gym, like, 12 at night or something, or Way 5 hard. in the morning? Like, how especially, do you get amped up? Especially after I deadlift? just
1: finished working 15 hours, and I'm dead to begin with already. And, like, at the same time, too, now, like, when you have, when you first have a child too, like you wanna, you wanna just go home, you know, you wanna just go be yeah, with your yeah. baby, like you don't, you don't want to do anything else. Like as soon as you're done with work, you just want to go home. So like, like at the same time, like you know, I, I want to go home to her, but yet like I'm committed to trying to compete and like yeah. work towards this. So I was like, it was a constant like struggle. Like there was even some days where I was just like, fuck the gym, and I just went home and like I just went and spent time with her. Like so it's definitely like a big battle of, like just getting your ass to the gym to begin with, to, and just taking time away from your family, you know. Because at, yeah. at the end of the day, that's really what you're doing. It's, it's kind of selfish in a way because you're going to train so you can compete and like you can lift and do all this stuff, and you're taking time away from your family, you know. So it's, it's definitely like a, it's definitely yeah, a little bit of a struggle. But it's also
0: what you're trying to do. Yeah. It, um, it, it also so
1: depends on who you're in a relationship and if they're supportive of you and they understand, and yeah, like you know, working together and stuff. A
0: lot, a lot of times they don't understand, yeah, like what you're trying to do too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, th- so.
1: thankfully enough, my girl isn't like that, and she. You know, yeah, she's fully supportive of what I'm doing, so I'm, I'm very lucky for that. But yeah. yeah, it definitely is tough. That's
0: important to have. Um, yeah, and I'm very fortunate too. Like I'm, I'm working really hard. Like this, this you gotta understand now, this is like my living. Yeah. Just training, like the coaching and stuff. Yep. Training, so coaching, talking
1: about lifting. Yeah, you know.
0: it's like really awesome because I'm finally like from cleaning bathrooms <laughs> and stuff I'm finally doing what I want to do which I'm very very grateful for then it's also nerve wracking yeah cause uh, you know I gotta I can't you know I, I'm now doing my own stuff you know so I can't you know just lay there
2: yeah
0: you know what I mean like you have this freedom but now you gotta like push yourself to keep doing stuff and keep pushing the envelope and find ways to, to coach you lifted mm-hmm. better and yep. do all this stuff and always
1: improve try to promote so, yourself
0: yeah, it's it's tough to also lift at the same time and bring that kind of motivation and just all the stuff going on in your head and, and training partners. So what I found is I really have to um, – I, I almost had to take a step back, with just how much it was training because mm-hmm. I remember too when I was pushing squats and deadlifts, it was turning into two, three-hour sessions, and yep. people come lift with me, and it would be all day which is lifting and I had time to get done when I need to get done. So I know my, my training schedule had to change like big time. Yeah. Like, now I have a Friday session where I know I'm going to usually have training partners around, and that's a day I'm really pushing it. The other day, I almost prefer just to train alone yeah. so I can just um, do it when I can and um, just take care of that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of yeah. how do it. Push I'm the too. pace, get it done. <laughs> I like I like training alone a lot of the time. It's only when I'm, like, four weeks, five weeks out when I'm starting to take, like, three rep maxes, five rep maxes, you know, like heavy doubles and singles and stuff is when I, like, I want to train with people. Other than that, I'm the same way. I like being – I like training alone a lot of the time. You get more in, like, your zone, and you're just kind of, like – there's no, like, bullshit. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I feel like I need to do that sometimes because a lot of times, too, if you're doing speed work, for example, as well, like, you need to push that pace. Yeah. And uh, it's just nice sometimes to be able to get things done quick and, and, um, you know, on your own own schedule and and whatnot. That's kind
1: of what happened with me, too, is having the baby is – my, I went from having two, three-hour training sessions. I had to cut them down a lot, like yeah, you hour, hour and down. a half, and that's it. Or break it up. Yeah.
0: Like Friday sessions here,
1: um, I
0: know I'm going to have a group of people, which is awesome. I know you're going to have people around. I miss I miss that because now I never really knew I'm going to have training partners on a squat day or something, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, or enough people. Uh, but now on Fridays I got a great bunch comes by, trains. We always have rotating people, so there's always someone here now, which is awesome. Um and we just get the main lifting, so that'll be my shirt work or something, we're, we're going heavy that day, and then I have to break it up, because, you know, after that, it's 10 something at night, yep. you know, and uh, we're ready to kick it by the fire and chill out for a bit before we go to bed, and then, uh, so I try to break it up Saturday, Sunday, I'll do my secondary stuff. Okay. So, I had to break it up a lot like that, you can't have these marathon sessions, I mean yeah. Friday's already a marathon session, but. Accessory work, you gotta break that up a bit. You gotta change some things around.
1: I kind of like doing that too because the the accessory work is so fast. You can get in the gym yeah. like forty five minutes, get everything done, and be out. Yeah.
0: And it's different with the main work. It takes up the whole workout. Yeah. So like when you know you're just going in to get accessories done, you know it can be bang bang and you feel good. Like you, and it's quicker too. So yeah. you're sweating. Um, you don't have to it, spend I as I like much time sessions. warming up. Yeah. There's, there's no, no spotters. There's no setup. Nothing. Yeah. And the mentality's a little bit different. You can kind of enjoy the workout instead of trying to amp yourself up for a huge lift every time. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So it's different, um, which I, I really like. So we talked about, you know, how you had to change things around, having the, having the daughter. Um, how old is she now?
1: She's uh, eight and a half months. She'll be nine months, second week August.
0: Oh, wow. Yep. It's quick. Yeah, they get old quick. Yeah, she's really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She like talking or walking yet? She's uh, walking she's the talk, talking the walk. She's
1: she's almost walking. She 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 has a lot to say. I mean, she's not speaking like full sentences or anything like that. But she's definitely she definitely like she has a lot to say. She's always saying something or yelling something. She she's funny. She's got a, she's got a, a big personality to her. So it's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you got big goals coming up. Yep. Got that eight hundred pound deadlift. Yep. So we're gonna see in November if you hit that, maybe we can have it back
1: on. There's, there's no ifs. There's one, <laughs> when he when, hits it, when I, back I hit it, it, when when I hit it, it on the platform in November. Should've known better. <laughs>
0: yeah, when you hit it. When you basically hit it, you just gotta do it again.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna hit it before November. That <laughs> th- 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 sh- I yeah, should yeah, be. Over, training, you know? I should be over 800 by November. But I should I want to hit that before I get there.
0: See, that's a good mindset too. It's like whatever's on the bar, I'm gonna freaking lift it. You don't think numbers. You don't get caught no. up in numbers. No. I remember this past training cycle too. Um, is when I, I was truly like just throw some shit on the bar. We're gonna take that shit for a ride. Yep. I did eight hundred one meet. I was just like throw it on the bar. I think I need more weight to touch. <laughs> and it just like collapsed on my back. <laughs> but that was the best thing I did. all train cycle to everyone because holding eight hundred in your hands like yep. seven hundred feels like nothing after that. Yep. It's probably the best thing I did, even though I ate shit with it. <laughs> but it was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, just the fact so, that even just the fact that you've been holding eight hundred pounds yeah. on your face. But the, is the thing is, you're
0: not afraid of it either. It's no. like all right, throw it on the bar, rough it. And then it's like everything else is easy. It's like you know, I'm not thinking, oh man, seven. So it's getting heavy. Nope. Yep. It's just like freaking throw it on. I'm gonna see what happens. That's it's
1: that's like, how I feel now. Like when I get to, I used to think of a 700 pound deadlift as like the almost unbelievable thing in the world. Yeah. Even like 600 pounds. Like, the first day I hit 600 pounds. That was the coolest thing in the world. Now like 600 pounds. I look at it like it's nothing. You know. You
0: have to change your perspective.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You Even know? 700 too. I'm not like 700 pounds is a warmer to me now. It's I don't think of just, it like that.
0: It's all just tension on the body. Yep. You know so
1: even like someone like I like I was like Eric Lillibridge he like someone asked him one time like, "Oh, like what does it feel like to squat a thousand pounds and he was like it felt like it feels exactly like 405 felt when I first hit 405 for the first time like you it eventually it just it becomes like it's like nothing you know yeah you don't look at it like that
0: yeah and I think that's real important to everyone listening their perspective and understanding what you, you know you're capable of more than you think yeah and once you unlock the mind a little bit then you know, like, you're you're talking, like, normally people make slow, steady progress at that pace. You're just like, I'm going to frickin' blow through 800. We're, like, okay. just talking about how you're going to hit 800 at the meet, if you're going to hit it. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to be over 800. Yeah, I will
1: be. But that's a good mindset to have. Yep. That's good. I want to, my, my goal is to add, every single time I compete, I want to add 50 to 100 pounds to my total every single time. Mm-hmm. So my last two meets, this past meet, I added 150 pounds to my total of the meet before I added 200. So. Yeah. I, that's my plan and is just to keep adding tons of tons of weight to my total every time I Even if that
0: doesn't happen, just trying to make it yeah. happen will get you in a
1: good spot. The, the way I look at it, if I, if I set a goal to add 100 pounds to my total. So, for example, this past me, my goal was to add 200 to my total. I had a 1,700 total. My goal was to hit 1,900 to this meat. That was like no matter what. I ended up hitting 1,850. So I didn't hit 200 pounds, but I still added 150 to my total. So I'm not even remotely mad about it. I'm still really happy because I added 150 pounds in one meat. But yeah, awesome. I, I set high goals, and if I get something out of it, it's still a huge win for me, you know?
0: Yeah, yep. no, that's the important thing. Set your goals high, and you'll be really close in the end if you yeah. if not hit it. So.
1: Like, I'm not looking at it like, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't hit 200 pounds on my total. Like, oh, fuck, you know, it was a big weight. Yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm excited as shit because I still edit so much. <laughs> <yeah. you> know? <laughs> shit ton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so
0: we're going to start wrapping it up. Um, if you were to give one piece of advice today, you know, out of the things we've talked about, like what has helped you probably most in your training, any type of mentality or aspect or, or whatever you want to leave, one little part in advice for, uh, for everyone out there.
1: So biggest thi- two biggest things, honestly, is just one, just humbling yourself and just not getting out of control and learning when enough is enough. And if you get any kind of injury to stop, and just not trying to push the envelope. Being smart, being smart, and longevity. Yeah, and not thinking with, not thinking in the moment and thinking long term. And number two, just surrounding yourself with people who have the same kind of attitude as you and who have the same kind of goals and who have the same kind of positive mentality that you do. I feel like that's a big part yeah. of everything. You gotta, yeah. you gotta put yourself around other. Power, if you're gonna powerlift, you gotta put yourself around other powerlifters who are working towards the same shit that you're working towards. You know, yeah, I feel absolutely. like that's a big part.
0: Yeah, and I've never been more motivated myself now than I am when I'm around, like, I'm seeing most of the same guys at meets, and yep. it motivates the shit out of you. Yeah, like, I met... You see a lot of the same dudes Yeah, meets. I mean,
1: I met a ton of people from the, the RPS meets I've done. I've met so many guys that I became friends with, who I talked to through Instagram and stuff, that mm-hmm. all cool-ass dudes, and it, we always talk, message each other, and, like, hype each other up, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, I love it.
0: Yeah, you gotta have that community feel, because you gotta... If what you're doing, like, is pretty freaking crazy
1: yeah i mean even, <laughs> yeah i mean even now in like in like my staten island gym like there's a crew of us now like a bunch of powerlift, like we all kind of like found each other like like me laurel and like a bunch of other people yeah. we all like, kind of found each other and now it's like maybe about like eight or so like ten of us in the gym who power lift and it's fucking awesome like you know we all come in we're the only powerlifters in the gym like you know we have a great time like it's fun
0: you gotta feel like what you're doing too is important or yeah. else it's like why the hell are you doing it and exactly. you're doing like crazy bullshit and putting your body through all that so yeah you gotta feel like what you're doing means something yep if there was no community around it or you know who, who gives a shit yeah you're just that's a true crazy dude lifting a crazy weight yeah you're just a an asshole a trying to kill himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you gotta just put it in perspective so having like those people around and stuff makes it makes it worth it yeah absolutely because um, uh you only get the If the people don't value it Then no one gives a shit It's like Major League Lacrosse <laughs> no, one, no one gives enough shit To make it worth something Yeah that's true NFL That's big time Yeah Major League <laughs> Lacrosse No difference Still good sport No one gives a shit Yep You know Nothing against the cross guys But I feel bad Because no one gives a shit And then they get a thousand bucks And yeah. In NFL you make yep. a million bucks Yep So
1: You can sit on the sideline For an entire season And make millions of dollars I mean granted, Never see playtime ever Yeah
0: I mean, grand and powerlifts are making like zero bucks. Most yeah, you're actually spending. You're spending way more than you'll ever make. Yeah, but. so I mean, that really sucks for us. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you can still
1: deadlift seven hundred pounds. But it's all fucking worth it. Yeah, so you're better than all of us Yeah, I bet you I can outlift most of them. All right,
0: so we appreciate
1: having you on Wheels. Thank you. I appreciate. Where being can on. we find you on the social? On the social, I am just on Instagram currently, and it's Nick Wheels with he?
0: All right, you want to, Nick Wheels? You want to spell it out so no confusion? So, so it's N
1: I N I C K W H E E L Z. E E L Z. Yep. Nick Wheels. The strongest in standing
0: yep. out. Yep. Yep. Unless someone else wants to come take that crown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can find him on Instagram at Nick Wheels. Uh, you know where to find Elvis at Small Arm Lake Strong. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's been doing the Twitter. Time. I don't think he posted anything on Twitter. I've posted like two my things. It a little... Little... <laughs> oh, okay. My Twitter game's been a little weak lately too. We just added that. So... Oh yeah. Yeah, so he's what, Big Tiny Quad, something like big that.
2: Big quad tiny arm. Uh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just switched everything. Twitter's <laughs> a weird place. So uh you know where to find all our shit. If you listen to the bench cast, please give the five star review. It means a lot to us to review the podcast. It really helps. And uh you can find us on Facebook, Instagram at Big Benches. And also on the YouTube, which I urge you to subscribe to. We had the video of each bench cast, putting up a lot of good stuff lately on that. We're going to have some more content with wheels coming up that we're going to film that you're not going to want to miss. We're talking some real good shit on the bench. All right, All right everyone, you are listening to um, the bench cast.